Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. You know, we're talking about the power of prayer. We're talking about prayer. We ended yesterday talking, reading the scripture in James chapter 5, the end of verse 16. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Some versions say, and availeth much. And we have somehow, even as Christians, forgot the power that we have, the power to affect things, the power to change things. And it's the power of God. It's not our power. It's the power of God. But that God has actually said that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And yet, for some reason, we don't use that power. We don't realize the power that we have as Christian people. If you look earlier in James chapter 5, as he looks at verse 13, he says, If any one of you is in trouble, what should he do? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. If any one of you is sick, he should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And I love this scripture because really what he's saying is, if you're sick, pray. If you are in trouble, pray. If everything's going great, pray. So no matter what, James's conclusion here is no matter how you find yourself in life, everything's going great, everything's going bad, you're sick, you're in trouble, whatever situation you find yourself in, the answer is prayer, speaking to God. And this goes back to what people sometimes have a, a wrong idea about what prayer is. I think we mentioned it just very briefly yesterday's show. Sometimes people think that prayer means I go into my prayer closet, I go into my bedroom, I go into wherever it is, and I get down on my hands and knees and I bow my head and I close my eyes. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There is a place for that, and you should do that. But that's not all prayer is. Because if that's all prayer is, you couldn't pray all the time unceasing, as Paul says to because you know what? Most workplaces aren't going to let you get down on your hands and knees, bow your head, and start praying. Close hey, boss your eyes. man, I'm going to the old janitor's closet and do my thing. Right. Or if you're in your car, bowing your head and closing your eyes is not going to be the best thing to do. And so though that's a good thing. Find time. Find a place where you can close your eyes and bow your head. But that is not all prayer is. You can pray, pray with your eyes wide open. You can pray while you're driving your car. You can pray while you are at work. You can pray while you are working. You can be a student. People say, oh, they've outlawed prayer in schools. It's just terrible that kids can't pray in school. I said pray, kids can pray in school every day. Kids can pray in school all day long. Now they may not let you go up to the front of the class and bow your head and close your eyes and start praying out loud, but you can certainly sit there even while you're taking a test and be praying to God. 
And that's probably when I was a kid when I did most of my praying <laughs> was when I was in school taking a test. But we can pray anywhere. And we should pray no matter where we find ourselves. Are you happy? Pray. Are you in trouble? Pray. Are you sick? Pray. Is somebody you know is sick? Pray. Somebody you know in trouble? Pray. Somebody you know is doing really great? Praise the Lord and pray. Wherever we are, James says, wherever you are in life, whatever circumstances you find yourself in, James's answer is to pray. James's answer is to speak to God, to tell God what's on your heart, and then as importantly, or maybe even more importantly, to listen to what God has to say to you. Mm-hmm. Prayer is not just, dear Lord, gimme, 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 gimme. Amen. Prayer is also about listening to God and what he has for you. Right, right. And I believe God will, I believe he does answer prayer. And he will answer him with a sign. He'll give He'll you an audible. We can He'll ask give or you an imagine. Audible. Yeah. He's giving me an audible. I remember uh, when we started the ministry, my wife and I, uh, well, first we did it the world's way. We leaned to our own understanding to go look for a place. And we went to the local Holiday Inn because God told us to start the ministry. And we just knew through our own understanding that other startup churches use the Holiday Inn conference room. So without praying, I just followed suit and went there and checked out the place. I knew the manager and he showed me this particular area that he would give us for Sunday services. And I went and looked at it. He told me how much he's going to charge us for it. And it just didn't bear witness with me. I went home and told my wife, well, I saw the spot and it just didn't bear witness. And guess what she said? Well, let us just pray and ask God to lead us where (laughs) he wants us to be in the city since he called us to start the ministry. Bing, what a bright idea. Remember back to seek first. Yeah, back to seek ye first. And we're all guilty of not doing that. So, you know, we can make corrections in our lives. It's an open book test. Yeah, you you weren't the first person. Yeah, right, right. I've done it myself. (laughs) So we go, we we pray, we get on our knees right there. We just happened to get on our knees because we were in the comfort of our own home and our bedroom at the time. So we got on our knees together. We prayed and asked God to lead, lead us. That's called the prayer of consecration and dedication. We wanted clear direction and God to lead us to where he wanted us in the city because he told us to do this. And I always tell people, when God gives you a vision to do something, he's going to give you provision. He's going to bring the necessary resources in and, and knowing that. So we prayed and we asked God uh, and we believe we received when we asked them. And a couple of days later, I'm driving through the community of Chico in this van. I work for a delivery company delivering packages and just me and a bunch of boxes in this Ford Econoline van. And I'm driving and all of a sudden I hear this voice. There's your building right there. I hear it. I look around. No, ain't nobody <laughs> in the van but me in these boxes. And I look to the left, and there it was, a, a, a previously Kingdom Hall building. So it was a church building. And I bust a U-turn right there. I didn't just keep past. You know, I know I heard a voice, and I bust a U-turn right there in the middle of the street and got out. And lo and behold, long story short, we've been in that building for five years now, four years now. But in God orchestrated it, and there's another story behind it, how the person that owns it just favored yeah, us. Yeah, tell that story. Well, we well, I walk up to the door, and, I, and it, was a, it happened to be open around 9 o'clock in the morning. And I seen two ladies in there, and one of them was the manager, the owner. And I said, hey, do you guys rent this building out? And she said, yeah. 
She said, but I'm in a meeting. Call me back. So later on, I finished my shift about 3 p.m. I call her and I tell her, you know, God told us to start a church. My wife and I, we was going to this particular church for nine years. He told us it was time to leave and we're to start a church. And me and my wife prayed and asked God to lead us to where he wanted us in the city of Chico. And uh, we believed that he was going to answer that because we understand that the fervent, effective prayer of the righteous availeth much. And uh, she said, oh, really? I said, yeah. And I said, one day, and I was just, today I was just driving down the street towards your building, and I heard this voice say, there's your building. She said, oh, really? And I said, yeah, oh, really? <laughs> and she said, well, after listening to that story, she said, well, you know what? I believe I'm supposed to give you this building for your Sunday services. Now I'm saying, oh, really? <laughs> and she said, yeah, I usually charge a deposit for it, but I don't think I'm supposed to charge you one. I'm like, well, all right now. She said, when I usually charge X amount of dollars, but I don't think I'm supposed to charge you that. Well, praise the Lord. She said, well, you know what? Actually, I want you to come and get the key. I'm going to let you use this facility. And if nobody come to your Sunday services, you don't even have to pay. And I said, well, praise the Lord. And I went over there again and signed the lease, and we've been there for four years. And then she ended up giving us a year free rent. And it's, it's bigger than what was 2,100 square feet, you know, with a kitchen, parking lot, two restrooms. It was enough room for us. And it still is. We're outgrowing it now. But again, but that's what God wanted us. He wanted us in that community to, to do his will as well. But that's what happens when you just pray and seek God. Remember, we saw his face. We heard from him and he directed us there. And now it's been four or five years. And we understand why he directed us there. And the Holiday Inn was on the opposite side of town right. from where you ended up. Right. Opposite side. And he was charging me $100 a Sunday just for uh, probably, what, two, 300 square feet? He got 2,100 square feet for a fraction of, I don't even want to say what we're being charged. We're being blessed. So that's what God can do when you diligently seek him, when you do it his way. Right. But I mean, and it is interesting to me, you were on the opposite end of Chico from where mm -hmm. you ended up. See, your thinking led you over to one place, and God said, you know what, I got, I, I want to clean the other side of town, Vince. Right, well, he already had that preordained and predestined for us to be, but he said, I want you to seek after me so I can give you this information. Remember, I, I want to direct your path. So I'm going to tell you where you're supposed to be if you come to me, and he'll do that with anything. That's just an example. God will do that with anything if we earnestly come to him, believing and seeking him first. He'll give you the answer. And if he if it didn't work out like you thought, that means God still has a plan. I told the story yesterday, uh, Sunday at Sunday services, how the children of Israel, God used Moses. Moses was the type of Jesus. God used him to... Uh, to, to, to deliver and set free the children of Israel. And, you know, God did all these miracles and signs and wonders uh, through Moses and all of that. Then Pharaoh finally let him go after his heart being so hard and he lost his child. Finally let him go. And God led him right to an impossible situation, the Red Sea. Well, you know. Right off the bat. Yeah, too. yeah, right off the bat. They, they, and in their mind, they probably were saying, well, we know that's heading towards the Red Sea. Why are we going this way? You know, you had to have some intellects in the the group of 50,000. <laughs> but like I say, God will still lead you the way he wants to go. And that seemed like it was an impossible situation. It was hopeless. And they started complaining, saying, you know, God led us right here to kill us, man. We could have just stayed in Egypt for this. And then God 
And Moses now he dumbfounded too at this time because he's like, you know, he's the leader, and he and God just said, "Well, what's that in your hand?" And you know, God had did some miraculous stuff with that staff previous, and He told them, "Well, take it and stick it in the ground, and it's still back to acknowledging Him in all your ways, and He'll direct your path." Moses did that. He stuck it in the ground. What happened? The whole Red Sea parted, and the scripture said it was dry land, and they walked across yeah, dry they land. Going across mud. Yeah, they they didn't have to swim. <laughs> Either. Can you imagine some old granny swimming? No, they all walked across dry land, and see. And, but God was still getting His will see, I done. I think the dry land part of it's more miraculous even than the the party. Part. Yeah, yeah, right. I guarantee you, you part water somehow. It's like still that, gonna be mud. mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this gonna is, be not only just regular mud. It's gonna be years he of dried muck. it up, and that's what God can do. He'll still get you to your destiny. And again, that's back in doing. Trusting in the Lord, doing it his way, praying, acknowledging him, seeking his face. And God, no, he's invisible. He's a spirit. You can't see him, but you still have to trust. When you pray, you still have to trust because you're sending up words. No, we can't see these words, but they're they're audible. We can hear them. And, and the effective, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. And we are the righteous because we're redeemed, and we're righteous by Jesus' blood. <laughs> Shit. Not in our own self, you know. So Jesus is seated at, the, seated at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for us. When we pray God's will to seek him, Jesus is like God's personal assistant, daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're praying the word. Remember what I did? All that was paid for on Calvary. And I redeemed and reconciled them back to you. Answer the prayer. The prayer is getting answered. Jesus, Scripture says Jesus is always interceding for us. Interceding means he's praying. He's praying for the church, the body of Christ, God's people constantly. And then he tells us as he is, so are we. So he tells us to pray too. He said, because I'm praying, now I want you guys to pray. And then now we're all in agreement. Now we can get some stuff done. We can get manifest this, this heaven here on earth. And again, we just got to keep trusting God and believing that. And speaking of that, 10 days Chico is still going on. We're going to be praying for 10 days in Chico consecutively from September the 20th. 4th to October the 4th, 10 days. And uh, again, um, various locations in Chico. You can find us um, Thursday night at St. Augustine's, Friday at Chico at Venice, and concluding Saturday at EV Free. Come be a part of 10 days, and if you can't come out, you know you can pray in your own living room. You can pray while you're driving and just get out of yourself and stop praying for just your needs and ask God. What do you want me to pray for? And that's what I've been doing lately. God, what do you want me? Who do you want me to pray for? And, and God, uh, he'll put on your heart somebody to pray for. He might be your enemy, Richard, but he'll, and you just got to know, no, that wasn't the devil. That was God telling me to pray for so-and-so. He'll direct you in your prayer, and he will. And that's what God desires. He wants to be a praying people. And I was just thinking of the scripture you mentioned over here in uh, James. You were just referencing the scripture over in uh James and he was saying just like oh no no it's in first Peter first Peter chapter 5 verse 15 and the prayer of faith will save the sick now I'm gonna drop down to verse 17 Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years wow three years and six months Verse he 18. We were having a drought. Right. <laughs> Look, in verse 18, and he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, 
and the earth produces fruit. So again, that's to affect your prayer of the righteous. He prayed that it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain. Then he said, okay, well, if I prayed for it not to rain, I can do the opposite. Then he prayed that it would rain. So that's just an example. And I told my examples again Sunday in service how I had to pray and stop rain because I was giving an outdoor event. Forecasters say it was going to rain. I didn't check the extended forecast, and I planned the event anyway. And uh, as we were doing the yard work, the clouds were sinking in, and I had a big event. I spent about $2,000 for this outdoor event. It was the launching of our new record company. It was an outdoor event. And wow, and somebody said, man, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And again, me being this faith man, I say, you know what? It don't really need to rain on my parade, so I'm going to have to operate, walk in the spirit on this one and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I'm serious. I just looked up at the skies, at the clouds, and I spoke to them, just like Elijah. And I say, clouds, back off. You will not rain tomorrow because I'm having an important event. I had invested some, a lot of money in this, and I don't need you to rain. And I went home. Turn on the 6 o'clock news. They say it's going to be some showers tomorrow. It's going to rain tomorrow. And 11 o'clock news came on. I watched that too. Same the same thing. But I didn't believe that report. I believe the word, whatever things I say, I didn't doubt in my heart that they was going to come to pass. And then the next morning, we had a big open uh, pane window, no curtains in it. The next morning, the sun was shining. And our event went off without a hitch. And about our event started from probably 4 to 9 p.m. And probably at 10 p.m. it started raining. <laughs> so it rained, but it didn't rain on my event. And, again, I believe that was, again, the effective fervent prayer. Because I believed. I didn't just pray and, and doubt. I prayed believing. And God, again, shut up the rain and let my event be a success. But we can do that. That's what we're made for. Now, see, and this is why we have to be transformed by by the renewing of our mind, because there are people who being conformed to the way of the world would say, there's no way that could happen. There's no way that God would do that. And that why would God just care about Vince's event? Why would Ooh, God, I'm his child. why would God not let it rain on Vince? It is amazing to me again, how often as Christians, we just don't believe God. He says something and maybe we heard it. And maybe uh, at some superficial level, we believe it. But when it comes right down to it, we just have a hard time believing that God really means what he says. Because there are going to be people listening to this show who say, why would God care about Vince's event? Why would God not let it rain on Vince's thing? Well, the scripture says, also in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. So and I got that promise right there. That was a care because, again, I spent money on this event not checking the extended forecast. So that was a care that I gave to the Lord for he cares for me. But I had to do my part, too. I had to open my mouth just like Elijah. I had to open my mouth and I had to operate not out of the flesh but out of the spirit because I'm born again. Right, not out of worry, not yeah. out of doubt. Yeah, I had to out operate out, out of the great spirit like Jesus. Now, Jesus could have done that. Elijah did it. Elijah was before Jesus, but he operated out of that. And we can do that it's if you can believe all things are possible. Well, so see, you believe. Right, right back to Matthew 6. Do not worry, but in everything, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So 
rather than sitting around worrying, wringing your hands, oh, man, I probably lost a lot of money. Oh, man, this probably isn't going to go off. Oh, man, this probably won't work. Oh, man, this is going to be a bust. And I didn't even go there. You didn't do any of that. That's I why went it straight says, to the kingdom That's why the Bible book. says, do not worry, but yeah. seek ye first the kingdom of God. You didn't seek worry. You didn't, oh, man, it'll, it won't be. You believed God, do not worry, and then you went and but then, sought after him. God got all the glory. Right. Because I went praising him. And I've been telling this story. That happened in 2004. I've been telling this story since 2004. He's still getting glory out of it. Remember when Jesus would heal somebody to do something for him? He said, now, don't go tell, don't tell nobody. <laughs> Man, Jesus know how people was. He knew they couldn't keep their mouth shut about a miracle that happened in their life. Go t- he's like, go- Remember, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. This is my testimony. God gets glory out of that every time I tell the story. And hopefully it'll ignite your faith to say, you know what? Let me go do some stuff. That's why he tells you, he told us he's given us authority. We got our authority back now, our spiritual authority back because of Jesus. Now we can operate. We can do the things that Jesus did. Remember, he was walking on water and Peter said, Lord, if that's you, can I, let me do it too. Come on, Peter. So we can do stuff. He sent them out and told them, Go do some stuff. Go lay hands on the sick, cast out demons. And they did that stuff. So, and he tells us to pray. And the affected fervent prayers of the righteous will avail much, meaning they will happen. So, okay, I got to believe that and, and just do that. And, and, and here's the deal when you pray, you say, you're speaking. So I, I prayed and spoke to the clouds in Jesus' name. <laughs> I didn't do it in nobody else's name. It was in Jesus' name. I ended that declaration or that prayer, and it, and I got my desired result. And, and again, Richard, that boasted my faith up, faith up so much. Another uh, event came on. We were doing something for we're putting up Martin Luther King statue at East Twentieth Park, and it was dedication day. Of course, again, we didn't check the extended, and uh, everybody on the coalition, the Chico Community Coalition. They would call and say, what are we going to do? It's going to rain today. And one of the, Joe Person, one of the, the head guys, called me, Vince. Why he called me? I don't know. The Holy Spirit must have told him to call me. He said, what are we going to do? I said, Joe, you know, I had a success from this last one. I said, Joe, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. <laughs> confidence now. It ain't arrogance. It's confidence. I said, remember, this is the confidence that we have in him, First John. Whatever we ask, he'll hear us. And if we... No, he hears that we have the things that we petition. So I said, let's do this again, Holy Spirit. Let's have at it. And he called and said it was going to rain the next day on this event. And I said, no, it ain't. I made a declaration first. I spoke. Scripture says we believe, therefore we speak. I said, no, it ain't going to rain. And I went outside, did it again, pointed at the sky and said, clouds, you will not rain tomorrow. We're having an important event. Don't need you to rain on this parade. In Jesus' name, I command you to back off. At least 24 hours. <laughs> Next day, Joe Person called me. He said, Vince, you see that sun was bright. I'm serious. You got to keep practicing this stuff. You can't just, the scriptures talks about not being just a hearer of the word only, but be a doer. You got to start practicing this new person you are. This new person is made in the image of Jesus. You got to start doing that. Jesus, Jesus went and prayed all the time. To so much, the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Because we, obviously we see some effects of your prayer. So could you teach us how to do it? He says, yeah, I'm going to tell you how to pray. Pray in line with this. First, acknowledge the Father who art in heaven. 
and just declare hollow be his name. I mean, no name above his name. And then declare that his kingdom will come and that his will will be done here on earth as it is done in heaven. Then say, give me some daily bread. That's the word of God. Give me this daily bread. And, and, and while you're at it, ask him to forgive you for your sins because you're going to miss the mark. And, uh, and, and then forgive those who sinned against you too. Pray that too while you're praying and, and keep you from evil. And then just make this declaration. For his is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. For how long? Forever. His. So you're giving God the glory because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're acknowledging God. Hey, it ain't me. And Jesus always said that. It said, it's not me. It's the Father in me. He does the work. There it is. And the scripture says in Romans 11, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and gives life to our mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in us. Same spirit that raised him dwells in us. And it's, it's, it's a resurrection. It's a powerful. Paul said, oh, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. It's in us now. And our job is just to believe and start acting on it. Don't try to use logic because that's going to throw you off. We walk by faith, not by senses, not by logic. So just do the word and, and, let, and we're, let God do the works. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, and then as we were looking at, at James 5, as you were talking, it just reminded me of I, verse 15. Mm -hmm. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. And there's so many times in life that we forget that, that, that God wants us to pray for the sick and that the Lord can raise him up. Woo. We've talked before. Just because the doctor says something don't mean it's true. I have an aunt that goes to our church. And it's got to have been pretty close to a year ago now. The doctor told all of her family and everybody, her children and everybody, grandkids, go in and say goodbye to her because she's probably not going to make it through the night. She's on some stuff and machines, and they were going to pull the plug, and she's probably not going to make it through the night. A year later, she's still going to our church. She looks better <laughs> than she has in years. Right, 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 right. Let yeah. God be true. Right. Let every man be alive. And so, you know, just because the doctor says it doesn't mean that it's to be that the doctor isn't God. God's God. And so often we put doctors in the place of God. We put other people in I the place of God. I talked to somebody yesterday did the same thing. They say, but God made doctors. But no, doctors set up an environment for healing. God heals. Yeah, yeah. no matter what, it's yeah. God that yeah, does Yeah, but heal. he's the healer. And he says that by his stripes we're healed. Yes, the doctors can bandage you up. They can put a cast on you. They can go in and pull something off. But they're setting the environment up for healing. Only Jesus heals. Yeah, right. so, and, and I, I, well, just let me say this real quick. I always tell people when I go to the hospital, that's another opportunity to pray. Just release healing power over the hospital. And, well, we're out of time right now, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you continue to go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area.
Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.